Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Soul Sisters, everybody. I'm your host, Jesse Katz, reporting to you live from the dog days of summer in New York City, where life is disgusting and I'm a puddle of sweat. But it's okay. We will make it through as we do every year. Uh, it, it never feels like we will at this point. This is the tough time where you kind of just want to lay down and give up, but we shall not. We shall persevere. And episodes like this help us do it. Today's guest is the amazing Domino Kirk. I was super excited to meet Domino because I'm a big fan of her family's, actually. Um, You may know or may not that Domino is the oldest sister of Jemima Kirk of Girls Fame and Lola Kirk from Mozart in the Jungle, among other things. Um, And those two women are also amazing artists in other ways, and Domino is the same. She's someone who has a million creative soul satisfying things going on and um, music was the first and now she's returning to it she has a new album coming out in august which is gorgeous and you should all check it out when it comes out and uh, she stopped by to talk to us about it and tell us why she's decided to come back to music after being signed as a teenager by mark ronson and how she's incorporated this into her life among all the other beautiful things that she does And she's just a really lovely soul to spend time with. So here it is, Soul Sisters with Domino Kirk. Domino, what's going on? Oh, not much. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks oh, so much. Thank you for coming here. <laughs> so you have a new album coming out in August, correct? Yes. So is this like a moment of doing a bunch of press or the beginning of a long um, here you'll do it in drips No, and it's drops. the beginning. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just the beginning. So you're learning how to talk about the albums? So? Yeah, and just talk in public. Yeah. It's a whole other thing. Singing is, is one thing, but speaking is another. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Well, I feel like you're such a multi-hyphenate personality and talent <laughs> that I would assume that you're good at all sorts of performative things but um, yeah I guess just speaking off the cuff is a whole nother oh my God, animal yeah. like charming banter on stage right. not yeah. my thing <laughs> yeah. I don't have an instrument to tune oh, with this yeah, particular helps, outfit which always helps but yeah do you plan it out like do you think no. about you just it's awful go, yeah. I just look at one of my bandmates and like just say something yeah. <laughs> just like tell an embarrassing story just about each joke, other a terrible yeah. joke will suffice yeah yeah. yeah. Are you going to be performing? Like, do you have dates lined up? Or we have some tours that we're looking to um, that are coming together right now okay. in Europe. Oh, in Europe, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and some shows here too, but a little, a little bit more sort of spread out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what happens with the other business when you go into music drive? Well, 
The other business sort of runs itself at this point, okay. which is why I was able to finally make a full-length record and not an EP. Because uh-huh. EPs were like short and quick, you know, they didn't take long to make and, you know, you can only do so much with four songs. Right. And, uh, <laughs> um, but it was nice and I was getting my feet wet, but I also had this kind of other baby that I was raising. Yeah. Um, and now literal baby. Literal and baby. Yeah. Little and baby and business. And the business of me. Let's just say you're a doula. I'm a doula, created yes. created a business. Yeah. So we have uh, a collective, a like a community center that we started like five years ago. And I've been a doula for eight years. And it was sort of the way I was able to afford, like being on call, there was always big gaps of time where I could be creative in yeah. between. I was like, either I'm going to like take another job, which will completely deplete me from, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't creatively, I'd be like done. Mm-hmm. Or I was going to find something that I could do in between and and doula work actually was like the perfect blend of like being able to be sort of of service and like in the healing arts and like not be like a debaucherous musician is that what you felt like you were and I was never debaucherous but I like I saw that I could very well be yeah I also grew up in like a family where my father was in a rock band and Mm -hmm. like I saw and heard every story and like Really so you knew lived, about the debauchery. I lived it. it was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the debauchery in the seventies too is like a whole other. <laughs> right. Yes, another um, level. So I think I always knew that I would want to have some sort of cushion, yeah. um, or some other like safe zone that would like keep me grounded enough so that I could be like a respectful mother and like, mm-hmm. you know, not be that that mum that just sort of hires a nanny and like. <laughs> goes on tour for like five months right um, which I could be and I know plenty of like amazing parents that have to do that yeah right. but sure. I to have the choice was really great so I really created a um a career where I could have both and they, See, that's do, a they dream. do exist it is a dream so that's you're living the dream I mean we just met you and I know everyone's lives are complicated but what you're doing professionally and creatively is like yeah. not that either one of us would be comfortable being in that field no no but, no, no. But be surprised combining. we've all been born before so we all know how to be there when someone well, that's is giving I will, birth yeah. I tell that to all the train we train doulas now and so yeah. that's sort of I'm not really on call anymore but I'm training uh-huh. okay. doulas and that's really easy to schedule and like it makes it so I can actually have some semblance of a music career right. um, so and like you know, we have these 20 year olds who are like I haven't had a kid but how you know but I want to be a doula yeah I'm like well if you are at all in touch and you were born because you're uh-huh. here you know you're going to be able to do this it's just about being more present than you've ever been right Ooh. and just meaning <laughs> you think that we can still access something from mm-hmm. our own birth yeah yeah oh for sure oh yeah. that's a whole that's other podcast. i know i'm sure we can get into it <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's do a, a podcast yeah like, let's do it can we do that we'll here? do a spin off yeah. there's no music involved <laughs> <laughs> you can sing us a little song about yeah, that. Sing, oh, I, mean, I do sing yeah, to the women in labor so really? people you? in labor yeah oh, sometimes amazing. they like their hair brushed yeah they like a song sung to them yeah yeah whatever um, I have a question. We're obs- well, we're obsessed with your whole family, and we're very much big them. fans of yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Lola in particular, we're huge Mozart in the Jungle fans, oh, and okay. she's like the best. Yeah. And I know that she's also a musician, and she yeah. has an EP out recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were the musician first before her, right? Yeah. I'm eight years older than her. Okay. So I was like. So you were doing it. I was when doing she was it very when little. she was a little bean. Okay. Yeah. Did she kind of get into it through you? I mean, she would hate that I would I say that. <laughs> it's okay. But Lola, it's like in her face. in her own right, of course, like 
learned how to play every instrument like yeah. over the course of a year uh-huh. and like just had the time and I joke with her I'm like I had a kid at your age right. you have time to like go on road <laughs> trips and learn how to play guitar yeah yeah I wish <laughs> you know so she's in a she's I don't know she's really worked hard to be able to be like a multi-instrumentalist like she really can mm-hmm. just pick up the bass pick up the guitar and play like pick a great set of music <laughs> yeah set of music she, and the oboe she can't play the oboe but she's an amazing air oboist right um <laughs> is that the word oboist? yeah okay um so yeah i mean she was always acting in school and mm-hmm. she was in musicals and she had a band in college okay and i always knew that she was like you know gonna gonna like try to you know pull it together but uh-huh. the timing was great after Mozart right you know mm-hmm. she was more well known as an actor uh-huh and now she you know she has a, a fan base right so were you giving her advice as a musician not really yeah Mm-mm. just like we play such different music her music's a lot more sort of it's just like country and sweet mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. mine mine's just a little more uh I don't know, it's a little sadder, a little, like, just more, I don't know. It's They're like little art pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, totally. They're, they're very intricate, very lyric heavy, and, mm-hmm. like, um, you don't really remember the hook. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, has your music always been that way, or has it evolved into that? No, it's sort of all. I, I tried to do sort of this other thing when I was signed to Mark Ronson's label, like, right. years ago. Um, but like that the was, pop thing? The pop thing, like, yeah. the sexy girl thing. Uh-huh. How did that feel? Awful. Yeah. And I like, and I would, you know, wear the right outfit and get just drunk enough, you uh-huh. know, and like stay after the show and like just flirt enough with that, that they maybe would write something. Mm-hmm. And it just felt, I felt kind of awful um, all the time. But yeah. the it songs, was, the songs weren't mine yeah. either. So I was writing, I wasn't writing them, which yeah. also of course felt a little bit um, just very insincere, like performing. I learned how to perform when I played with Domino, the band, yeah. um, and touring and like, that was something I had, I had no skills in terms of like touring and just like turning on for an audience. Right. So, so you I was s- always just like no high heat, like I would wear like no shoes and just stand there and sometimes I'd cry and like really just like sort of like a, a bleeding heart on, on stage, stage. <laughs> yeah. before I joined the band because I would just play like Pete's Candy Store and Joe's Pub. I was like uh-huh. 16 and like, playing like singer songwriter song you know but songs. it didn't feel good I, no that was great and then yeah. they then mark saw me perform with my friend jordan and he signed us and he was like now you're gonna do this and i was like oh like okay <laughs> and, <laughs> and it didn't last i ended up um falling in love with a bluegrass musician and who i met in the subway really and, wow. like got pregnant Play, moved to virginia play it started playing a washboard it was really fun. I had a baby and stopped playing music for a few years. So in that relationship, it wasn't a musical it interaction? Was, it was. Um, with the... With the bluegrass. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. He played banjo, and in order to play with him, I would have to, I, I either played spoons or a washboard. So it was musical, and I wrote and I sang. Uh, but it was nice to get away from sort of like... <laughs> high heels and... High heels yeah. and Us Magazine. So, right. But what was that decision exactly was it I'm gonna follow love because this doesn't feel right it was more it wasn't like conscious yeah it it was pretty unconscious I just couldn't see myself go like it was sort of the era of Amy Winehouse yeah and 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 Mark's first record and we were sort of the baby of that 
uh-huh. that little crew. Yeah. Um, and I saw where it was going and, you know, we played Lily Allen's first US tour with mm-hmm. her and that was really fun. But I just always felt like I was being a little insincere, mm-hmm. like didn't quite fit. And I, yeah. when I met my son's father, I just sort of, it was like a quick escape. It was just the way out. Yeah. And then, That's interesting because thinking about Amy and even Lily Allen, my impression of her back then is those were women that weren't necessarily trying to fit into something. Right. No. You know? Well, they, were writing, they were writing their songs. Got it. And yeah. That, that was sense. more like I was writing with this guy, Jordan, but yeah. really more just, you know, the front woman. Right. right Where right. Amy and, and Lily were writing their own stuff and that it had been like a very long relationship with Mark. I think the like right. development and just... Totally. They were breaking the year that we were just starting. Yeah. So it was also like our, um, just the timing was weird and we were sort of put to the, we were just sort of like the bottom of the barrel uh-huh. um, when it came to it. Yeah. You know, so I just sort of, I took, I just decided that it was time for me to take a break from that, but not necessarily playing music. Mm-hmm. And then I had, then I got pregnant and I was like, oh, okay, now I'm going to take a real break. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did play a washboard on like a nine-month pregnant belly, did which you? is really oh, funny, awesome. which is why I'm convinced my son is like a crazy person. Um, just having like yeah, that would sound really metal through, through the, the womb. Like, yeah, he loves loud music, like loud yeah, yeah. anything. He falls asleep the louder the music, really? he is, the more soothed he becomes. Well, it's perfect for a New York City baby. Yeah, <laughs> he loves for his person. city. Yeah. So when you moved down there, it didn't feel like you were giving up on the dream. It was just no. reprioritizing just and shifting. Maybe you were young, yeah. like what, 21? That, at that point, I, well, I was 25 when I had my son. So I was 23 when I met his dad and in Virginia for like a year, okay. like back and forth. So you never needed to say to yourself, what would I want to do alternately than music? That was never... No, because it sort of found me like I never never had a plan B other than music um I used to teach gyrotonic which is like Pilates like phys- I was always sort of into wellness and healing mm-hmm. and like body work but I never saw myself making it a career um yeah. I was really into babies and really into pregnant women since I was a kid I was always very protective and oh, wow. very tuned into like the pregnant belly um where do you think that came from no idea yeah <laughs> just like really and told myself one day that I would maybe go to midwifery school oh. but then I had my son and realized like the process was very just so intense and life-changing and I thought I would have to I would want to see other women giving birth before I went to school for it mm-hmm. um and so the woman who a friend of mine who was a doula said you should try this like it's a great you know it's not it's by no means a hobby Mm. Um, but it's it makes sense for you because you seem to have these lulls in your in your life mm-hmm. where like friends of mine in huge bands would come off tour and like go work at a coffee shop. Right. I'm like, you're in that band, yeah. and you're just you just made my cappuccino, and I don't <laughs> understand why right. you're here. Yeah. And it's like you know they, it's also like getting back into your community as well, and like f- like just I don't know grounding after tour. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. and, um. So for me to to try it, I, I did. I went to a few births, and music wasn't really at the forefront of my mind. I was just like trying it, and it just took over. Yeah. Suddenly. What year was this about? Um, two thousand and uh, two thousand and ten. Okay. And were you yeah, living in Brooklyn then? My son was six months old. Okay. So I was in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine you had a doula for your own. I didn't. 
But you she's had a sort of why. Yes, I had a midwife. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you were like, I wish I had had a doula. I thought, well, I had a, an assistant, and, a, assist, and a, a midwife's assistant is someone who assists the midwife. Right. So she's not really there to sort of go like forehead to forehead with me. Mm-hmm. Which is like what a doula is really for them, for the laboring person, mm-hmm. um, not for. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The midwife. Um, and so the assistant was there, but she just didn't know how to connect to me and she didn't have the best touch and she was going through stuff. I could feel like she was going through stuff in her own life. Um, and I had a small apartment to feel everything and like mm. pregnant women are like superheroes. Like They yeah. feel... Mm. Like, really everything in the room. Um, they smell everything as well, which is crazy. Um, so you smell, you, you wear real deodorant to a birth, or you'll be in trouble. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> not the organic stuff. Not, no, like, crystals <laughs> right. under the art. No. The mother's like, you're wearing tongs. Yeah, like, <laughs> get out of here, leave. Um, so she was wonderful for as a medical student but she wasn't there for me, and I felt that gap in the care. Mm-hmm. I thought I think it was really the reason why I went so gung-ho into the work, because yeah. I really wanted to be like what I didn't have. Yeah. And I wasn't very close to my mom at the time, and so uh-huh. I didn't have that. And, and I find a lot of people aren't close to their moms mm-hmm. <laughs> or don't have that. Maybe back in the day it was like grandmothers and aunts mm-hmm. and sisters attending births, but it was always women. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about something that you said in a video yeah. that I saw you in once. You said that you come from a family of narcissistic women. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. well, I was going to say it doesn't sound like you are terribly narcissistic in terms of when you're talking about what you do mm-hmm. as a doula mm-hmm. and what inspired you to do that, but maybe you are. Maybe that's somehow an important part of it. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm a narcissist. Okay. I really don't. I think I've really investigated it too. Yeah. Like I've gone to therapy and I'm, I'm sort of like, how did I dodge this bullet? Uh-huh. Like, um, Although I think most artists are inherently a bit narcissistic. Well, I think I've you always have struggled to. to be an artist only. Like that's mm, my thing right. is I've always sort of gone, I've seen the dark side of, of the narcissist, of the, of the yeah. artist. And then the children come second and the, the, the partner comes third mm-hmm. and, you know, when it's just about your career and um, your schedule and everything else is like a detail. Yeah. Um, how damaging that is. And 
there are so few artists whether it be actors or musicians that I really respect their lifestyle like the way they've handled their lives in the public eye and mm -hmm. like the order they've sort of done things in um, and I think I've always been very nervous about messing with the order of my life you know right. and sort of like even now my manager will uh, she will uh, <laughs> amen this um, I like struggle with the idea of going on tour yeah yeah I'm like he's eight I can't leave him you right. know like can I bring him with me like maybe but that's not gonna make me like a really hot ticket you know like mm. we gotta wait till spring break like right. spring break or <laughs> Christmas break or yeah. and how does that sound to you when they say hot ticket are you like I don't care I've or, never really cared I mean, that's the so problem that's a struggle then yeah it's a like, struggle I want to just like well make when music. I was a kid I would my mom would ask me to sing because she she thought I had a good voice and she, I would turn my back or go hide in the bathroom, close the door, and then I would sing. Oh, like yeah? She'd ask me to sing to, like, at the dinner party or, like, friends who would come over. Uh-huh. And I thought it was horrible. I hated it. But I loved singing. Yeah. They just couldn't. The, just and you did choose to go to school for it. Like, you I were did. pursuing it as a kid. Yeah. I, lo I love that I could go to school and sing all day instead of take math. <laughs> and I ended up going to LaGuardia where I had to do academics and my major and ended up, I ended up getting kicked out in junior year because I was failing in everything but doing really well in music but oh. flunking everything else. Was that around the time when Mark Ronson swooped you up? No, Mark. Was before. Mark. <laughs> uh, that would have been good time. That been, yeah. Kicked out of school he, the next day yeah. Mark Ronson <laughs> No. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, what happened? Mark saw me play at pianos. Um right when pianos opened um with my friend jordan and it was our it was domino the band uh -huh. and um and before that he i had played like places like joe's pub and like the bitter joe's end pub is or a something great venue. <laughs> joe's pub was great yeah. i played it when i was 16 yeah it's very fancy yeah, for a 16 uh, i know it was really like a thing <laughs> so um, it was a duo no joe's pub was a band i got together just to play my songs like set hired guys um, so you were writing at 16 yeah had your own band yeah and um then someone was interested in me um through that show i think his name was what oh god what was his name he's a he did like all the shaka khan records and um he's like an 80s producer anyway he loved my voice and him and his wife signed me to their little label and uh -huh. Like sending cars to pick me up from my my mom's house, and I I just I remember feeling like Ugh, this is it so didn't weird. feel good even no, then. No, I'm like I'll walk there. Thanks. I don't know why. I just have a problem with uh, uh, I don't know a lot of attention. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. How did your parents feel about that? They loved it. Yeah. I Both have those fa I have those parents <laughs> yeah, that okay. would love me to be well known for my art. Uh huh. They don't care that I, they didn't care that I didn't great get like great grades in school or. It was right. really about sort of being because they knew that or they felt that art was your thing. Yeah. So it's okay they, but that's, that's what, what parents do. They're like, oh, that my son or my daughter is right, really good at that no, thing. But that's so you're going to do that thing for the rest of your life. But that's but only very if they like that yeah, thing that they're right, good at. Exactly. Normally, it's that's like, true. How's, how, are you gonna say, live? how are you going to make yeah. a living at that? Even though you're great at it. Yeah. Like, how do they feel about you being a doula? Hmm. Uh, for the first like three years, they didn't really. They thought it was very, you know, honorable and like sort of my dad was very proud um once my dad came to my office and he saw all the baby's pictures on the walls of that I've been there for uh -huh. um 
And he said, this is better than any platinum record or any gold record or whatever. And I was like crying, obviously. I was like, you see me. <laughs> um, and then my mom, and she's going to hate this and she'll never hear this, but it's fine. Um, maybe. Uh, I'm going to email it to her. <laughs> <laughs> she struggled. The New York Times did an article on doulas and I was featured. Uh-huh. Um, and that's when she started liking really what I did. Or being proud of it no, or understanding it. You know, she, yeah. before that, she was like... The, the, you come, the world you know is the world you want your child exactly. to be. And I don't... It. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm sort of trying to carve out a different path, you know, for my son. As, like, I see that he's good at all these things, but I'm not going to sort of you know give him that role to play you right. know totally. well were and you actually on tour with your dad like would you yeah. be on the tour bus and only like in the summers i love them because the tour buses have those little bunks mm-hmm. and i they like fit me <laughs> i was like oh this is like yeah they're made, made for children more yeah, than for adults right. and then i imagined him sleeping in those bunks and i was just like whoa like how do you do this yeah like for months on end Right. But like would you living. be alone on tour with him or was mm. your did you have your sisters there and your mom and my I would he would like take a different kid like depending on our holiday. Yeah. It was like a lucky thing. Yeah. It was really fun. I mean, also bad company and and free like well free was before my time but going to a bad company show in America. <laughs> it's like it's so full of it's like mullets and Budweiser right, right, and right. hairy backs and like it's, I don't feel like a foreign country. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> You know, but so fun to see my dad up there. And, yeah. um, but the glamour part of it didn't entice you. You didn't say, oh, I no. want to be on this giant stage Mm-mm. and having it, these adoring fans and all of that wasn't Mm-mm. part of it. No. Yeah. yeah I, if fans... anything, it was tough because tour, like touring took my dad away. Right. So okay. I would go on tour so and be like, I'd be like, this is what you leave us for? It's <laughs> just like screaming fans. Like, I'll scream at you. Like, what do you need? <laughs> um, you know, but you tell that to, like, I was going on tour at like 10. Yeah. And my brain just couldn't like absorb like, you know, his two worlds. Totally. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, so I'm sure it has an effect on how I view yeah, yeah. touring today. Well, you and from what I understand of Jemima, I don't know about Lola as much, but at least you two definitely seem like reluctant stars, you know, yeah. and that's always Jemima's story is like she got pulled into doing girls and she never wanted to act. And I know she's a, an artist, an amazing artist, and that mm. seemed like more of a choice that yeah. she's made in her life. Definitely. But you you guys did this amazing job of receiving the gifts from your parents without like misunderstanding what to do with that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So they at least did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so how do you feel about the new album? Are you feeling I'm reluctant really, about that? No, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. It's the first record I've finished. I always did, as I said, yeah. EPs and um, sort of didn't have time, didn't know how to fit this sort of thing into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, how many songs on it? It's 11 songs. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it feels really good. I, I um, And Carriage House, my doula collective, mm-hmm. Carriage House Birth, is at a place where I can leave it now. Yeah. So... It feels like the timing's great, and I'm really proud of the songs, like the people I wrote with, Luke Temple, who's playing with us today, mm-hmm. um, and Joan Wasser was like a very big influence on me and happened to be like a great friend. Um, so writing this record with them was like such a privilege. Yeah, yeah and you got to awesome. stay local, right? Yep, we did yeah. it in Hudson and oh, in Hudson's Prospect great. Park. Yeah, Nice. Mm-hmm. 
Amazing. Are you ready to be vulnerable on stage again? And yes. <laughs> and pe- I, yeah. You'll definitely. be ready. I'll, I'm, yeah. But I'm now you just have to older, be you. Wiser. You don't have to be anybody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the songs really feel like they carry me. Like before I felt like I had to sort of put it on and this just feels like, right. you know, very yeah. intimate. And I read honest. you describe the difference between sort of being a doula, which is like this act of service mm-hmm. and giving and being a musician, which is more of an act of selfishness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a perpetual kind of struggle for an artist where, sure. you know, you want to be doing this thing. How much is it a service to people? Because I think different artists have different feelings about like, oh, well, I'm giving something that's going to be right. healing or, or, you know, somehow a gift in different ways. Yeah. But it's hard to, to reckon with that because sure. you're really, I mean, it's a narcissistic act to... Yeah. I talked to my husband about this, Penn. He's he was on Gossip Girl and sometimes people pull him aside and say, You don't understand, like Gossip Girl got me through the hard times. I'm like, How did Gossip Girl get anyone through any hard times? And he said like, comfort food. like he'll say he said he saw met a woman once on the train or something. She said I was in law school and studying or she was a doctor in medical school and the like she would put on Gossip Girl and it would like calm her down or like space like open up her like create space in her brain that Mm -hmm. she could like breathe and like Mm -hmm. get back to where she you know where she really was instead of all this studying and just feeling constantly overwhelmed and he she thanked him and he like didn't know what to do with it (laughs) he was like he's so used to people just wanting right a photograph or a selfie or like people like walking with their husbands and then just grabbing (laughs) pen and being like take a picture with me um so he felt, and he, he said that's similar to, like, you know, what I s- sort of struggle with with music. Like, I'm just playing songs. Like, what is that really doing for anyone, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think when the songs are coming from that place, it you know, in you, that where you feel like it is an act of service, like, I'm telling you a story that I, you know, maybe... I got through something or maybe my voice has an effect on you in some way and maybe takes you out of your life for a minute like that is it is an act of service and um that's something I'm sort of getting more used to feeling and thinking about music that's great that's great (laughs) and your voice does I can do do it more it really and (laughs) your lyrics and the the entire I mean it's completely stripped down it's like you and guitar and what else is there? There's a lot of stuff in there, but it's very It's like minimal. a lot of ambient. A lot mm-hmm. of, it's very minimal and super soothing. Thank you. And then at the same time, I want to like focus in and listen to the lyrics. And especially, mm-hmm. you know, I, I imagine it's a lot of stories about this. Yeah. I mean, the experience that you're going through as a doula must be the most fertile place. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, to, <laughs> I think that was intended. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, fertile ground for yeah. songwriting. I mean, it's like. Yeah, I wrote the with, entire universe. Yeah, Luke and I wrote like he 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 told me I lost my grandparents like one year after the next and lots of loss in my life in the past five years. And Luke was like, just write, just like write down, mm. like just write essays about your life and your grandfather passing and who he was and um, just just write and send me what you write. And I just sent him just almost journal entries, and then he sort of sifted through and we he'd arrange songs like a format out of what I sent him and then we'd meet up and come up with melodies and so it was a very like cathartic like yeah it was awesome I mean it literally he took 
journal and like pages out of my journal and yeah. make them into songs. And the like, best to have a partner that you can work with yeah. in that way. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. he's I, that. The fact that I get to play with him today is such a treat. It's just it's such a treat. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, it's beautiful. I put it on this weekend to listen to and think about this podcast and mm. I was going to multitask and do both yeah. those things and yeah. then I ended up just putting to. down my laptop and I just laid on my couch and listened to the album I was like mm. this is really nice yeah, yeah it's amazing it's beautiful yeah Thank um you. okay so beyond waves is what it's called if we haven't said that <laughs> <laughs> this whole time um out August 25th mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so there you go guys check it out when it comes out and uh yeah you're doing a Facebook live performance yes. so you guys can see that on our Facebook page and uh, this podcast will be on YouTube. Well, that's where you're watching it right now if you're watching <laughs> us. But if you're just listening to it, you can also watch it on YouTube. All right, Domino, thank you so much. Thank you. I'd always burn the toes beyond Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.